team side part forever. <laughs> you gotta let me do your hair sometime. <laughs> Sorry, let me say this differently. You gotta let my sister do your hair sometime with my input. Because <laughs> she can actually do things. I'll just be like, part. It, the thing is, every like every so often, I'll get a haircut and they'll they'll try to center part it, and then it just goes back to this like two days later. It's such a like the I reason my part it. the reason my part isn't straight is because that is my natural part. Interesting. <laughs> it just doesn't want to be in the middle. If you're listening at home, Kaylee's middle part was so cute. It no, was, it wasn't. Also, no, when no. did you start recording? <laughs> a while ago. Okay, it was actually really cute. Let me describe it. She looked like. Okay, because part of her hair is blondish yellow right now because she hasn't gotten to re-dye it, you know, quarantine, pandemic, not important. Okay, so anyway, that's what her hair kind of looks like. And she put a middle part and she looked like a bohemian queen. It was just so If my hair was brown, I would have, if my hair was my natural hair color, I would have looked like a Ted Bundy victim. What are you talking about? (laughs) Google all of Ted Bundy's victims right this second, friend. (laughs) Not that I'm laughing about Ted Bundy or the literally all people. of them. Look at them. Look at them. Look at all these middle parts. Look at all these uh, brunette white presenting women with middle parts. Maybe, but that was in style. <laughs> it was the 70s. Everyone looked like that. That, that was his victimology, though. Was, the was classic 70s look was, was white women with middle parts. So you're saying that you won't get a middle part because you're afraid of being murdered by Ted Bundy specifically? (laughs) By Ted Bundy? And I'm Kaylee Iverson, and you're listening to Nevertheless, She Podcasted. I have stopped myself from singing a ditty. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) But I feel it in my bones. (laughs) Friends, this is character development. I feel it in my fingers. Nope. (laughs) We were so close. (laughs) Well, then I said I feel it in my bones, and I was like, well, that sounds like that song that is in that movie. What's that movie? It's like a Christmas movie. The guy holds up the signs and he's dropping the signs. Kira Knightley. Oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, eh, oh, eh, oh. Eh, um, Hugh Grant. It's uh, Snape. I forgot his name Snape, too. Snape. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman and I love, love actually. I love actually the movie. Yes, that song is sung many times in that movie. Did you know that director, whoever he is, I, I have very light information on things, but he puts that song into like all of his movies. Really? Yes. Richard Curtis. Good old Richard Curtis. Wow. Just ruined his name. Richard Curtis. Um, he made uh, maybe Four Weddings and a Funeral. Yep. Something else with Hugh Grant. Um, and that song is sung at the after party of the wedding in there. This is information. Nope. Four Weddings and a Funeral was directed by Mike Newell. Then who the heck? Richard Curtis. 
<laughs> maybe it's not. No, I feel like maybe it's not Hugh the Grant, director. Hugh Grant is in it. Yes. What is the common theme between four weddings and a funeral and love? Actually, is it the same writer? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Richard Grant. And this is really great, um, great work on uh, um, Randy's uh, side. Uh oh, four weddings and a funeral was written by Richard Curtis. <laughs> Yes, see, I knew that there was a common thread. If it says Richard Curtis, it has that song in it. I feel it in my thing. Whatever that song is, it has that. And he also wrote Love Actually. Boom, 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 boom. Nicole's dancing. (laughs) It's really just upper arm exercises. (laughs) I'm just so proud of myself for the amount of information I gave but not that proud of myself because Kaylee had to look up every single thing that I, I literally stated. had to Google every fact. And she did it so fast and so well. So just my favorite, my one of my favorite podcast moments with you is when we were talking about the voices project and you just guessed what their website address was. And it was so wrong. Wow. And I just had to be like, no, give me a second. <laughs> that's the first time that's ever happened. Or I've been completely wrong on something and I just say it anyway. It's the first time it totally stayed in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being mean. Anyway, hi friends, how are you? Kaylee, you're not being mean. Being honest. You know what we haven't figured out is what animal I was talking about like 12 episodes ago. It's because it didn't exist. It exists! Again extinct animal it was like two animals put together and it was it died in a circus because it did, they didn't have the proper care one day i will tell that story <laughs> mark we'll, my word we'll be here for it we'll be here for it <laughs> it'll do better than the movie dumbo it'll do better than it's another circus movie big fish there's a circus scene in that movie and all the other circus movies. Like The Greatest Showman? Yeah. The Big Circus? Darn tootin'. Water for Elephants? Ah, that's it. Water for Elephants. Be I better than that. that. It's actually pretty good. I know that Robert Pattinson is an actor beyond Twilight, and I just have a hard time watching him after Twilight. <laughs> I'm being perfectly honest. This is great. You're gonna love Batman. <laughs> I mean, you already don't love Batman. I don't love Batman. He's not a superhero. He's not. He's a rich kid with toys. That's it. That's all he is. He got skills, though. He trains himself. He micro-sleeps. Come on. Like, no, absolutely. He's talented, but he's not a superhero. What do you think of Tony Stark? I think he is a rich kid with toys. I don't think he's a superhero. Oh, really? Yeah, but Mm -hmm. he's really smart. He is really smart. So are a lot of superheroes. Not all of them. A lot of them. But he figures out things. Come on. The only thing that I will say is a little bit different is part of his suit is part of him. And so like that's, he's a little bit modified in that way. And so I think that that's, I think Tony Stark is more of, I'm also, I'm also a Marvel kid, not a DC Comics kid. I mean, Tony Stark is Marvel, but but I no, understand. What, I'm sorry, I was mm-hmm. I was saying that's yes. why I that's why I'm more willing to give points to Tony Stark yes, than I am okay. Batman is because I'm more Marvel anyway. I'm glad we clarified this. 
this is what you're here for but okay hold the front door open still because i'm walking in with some information just to hand you in I'm your ready house to sign and receive go ahead <laughs> i am fedex <laughs> delivering this package of ideas to go. you and I'm stretching this out because I've completely forgotten <laughs> yeah, what I was going to say to you. Who's your favorite superhero? If you say Batman, I'm leaving this moment. No, I wasn't going to say Batman. I was going to say, I don't know. Actually, Batman's pretty cool. Mm. But this is the reason. So I, I don't have a big allegiance to any superhero. I love one of the reasons I love Avengers is because they come together. Mm-hmm. And I like the the team aspects of heroes. So there's not exactly one superhero whose story I'm like completely pulled to. Mm-hmm. I think Batman being one of the closest because of the dark nature of it. <laughs> and I'm really just a goth kid at heart. That's just the truth. Um, I think Spider-Man's probably pretty close as Spider-Man well. Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. Yes, and I think that he one has super oh i remember what i was gonna ask but spider-man one has superpowers and two also has to deal with a lot of hardship and stuff that other like just you know social society like he mm-hmm. has to deal with that in a way that no other superhero exactly does um yeah. everyone else kind of has money or whatever but no he's still got to pay rent he's still got to help also a, he's May. also a kid when we meet him and exactly. that's really yeah i'm calling yeah I, my favorite part of Spider-Man is Peter Parker. So Yes. Yes. Okay, I remember what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, now that I'm in the house. It's terrifying to hear in real life <laughs> and then through our, both of our mics. Knocking on the door. I'm so curious what that sounded like ask. to you, friends. Yeah, that's going to be weird. Um, <laughs> what, what, Claire, what, what, what's a superhero to you? Because you're saying this isn't superhero, this isn't superhero. Well, what is girlfriend? <laughs> Someone who is either born with superpowers or or has some sort of genetic modification. Spider-Man bit by a spider, genetic modification, superhero. Wolverine, superhero. Okay. Iron Man, rich kid with toys. Uh, okay, whoa, whoa. Does he have to jump from not being a superhero <laughs> to just a rich kid with toys? He's Sorry, a hero. Kid, I didn't mean to make fun of that. You said that you didn't say it like that. <laughs> I didn't take it personally. Right no, I, I like that's that's a dramatic leap. I, I think Batman's overrated, and so that's my like aggressive defense. It's yeah, okay, Batman. I guess I'm just straight up on the Iron Man train right now. We left Batman behind. Well, and... we're talking about mostly Marvel at this point. Yeah, because I I prefer Marvel too. <clears throat> I do too. Um. I, I appreciate the darkness of DC. I, that's it. That's the only thing. It gets, like, if you actually go through DC comics, not that I have, mm-hmm. um, only lightly. And I had a brother who was really into superheroes, so I use his knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, it's, no, sorry, go ahead. I feel like it gets kind of overcomplicated to a way that makes it not fun at a certain point. 
that's fair it and you could say the same thing about the multiverse and marvel um it's (laughs) when did we become a geek podcast (laughs) i don't know and i don't actually hold enough information to do this we literally sat down and we were like we're gonna talk about the weather literally that's what we said and here we are we did we did (laughs) also if you hear the sound (laughs) also if you hear the sound um, that is my ice at the bottom of my latte because I'm finishing up. <laughs> um, ah! okay, sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, I, I think that I think and I think that it gets also complicated when we start separating movie universes from comic universes. Yeah. I, I will say I prefer Marvel both in movies and comics. Um, and I did, Same. I was, I was a nerd, so I did read Marvel comics growing up. Mm-hmm. I am a nerd, totally through and through. <laughs> Um, and so that can be our bookend on comics. I think it started because WandaVision's out and somebody hasn't watched it because her nerdiness is leaning more towards uh, Dungeons and Dragons shows. <laughs> as soon as I'm caught up, caught up on the Dungeons and Dragons show, then I'll watch the Marvel nerd show. Let me let me work through the nerddoms one oh, at a time. Yeah. She's someone I know nothing about and never liked in the movies, but her show really? is really making me like her. That, uh, here's That's interesting. Here's why. Hot takes with Nicole. And maybe I shouldn't be speaking on this because it's been a bit since I've seen these two movies. I was not a fan of the following Avengers universe kind of movies. The second one, Age of Ultron, was not a fan. I haven't watched it again for a while, so, you know, maybe I might feel differently now that I've made it through, like, everything. And then two, Civil War, for the most part, Mm. not a huge fan. And those are her movies that she's in. I can, that's fair. I, Scarlet Witch is not one that I'm particularly drawn to. Um, But I will say it was very hard for me to not root for her in the events of um, Endgame and Infinity War. Thank you. Wow. Okay, I was like, what's happening? <laughs> what's that box you're imaginary <laughs> box you're placing? <laughs> that was like the other one. Yeah, I yes. it's it, those movies and really filter. Yes, so. I I feel that too. And so I think just the introduction to her, I wasn't a huge fan of. And so since then I've been like, mm, I don't know, but I'm really in watching WandaVision completely sold on her. I want to know more about that character. I think it's really interesting. I also want to talk about the fact that Lizzie Olsen was a character in my childhood and just popped up in my adulthood as well because i was really into mary kate and ashley oh yeah yeah love it and she was like every so often featured as this like obnoxious little side character in like different like shows and stuff that they did i didn't know that Uh uh-huh and so so, like i remembered like that lizzie Olsen, like literally like two or three year old lizzie olsen and then for her to be like such a main character in a franchise that i'm really crazy about as an adult super cool and she's a really good actor. Oh, yeah. She's super cool. She's yeah. so cool. Funny story. In um, Age of Ultron, her... She's... What am I saying? Her twin brother. Mm-hmm. I don't know his name, but they play brother and sister in that movie. And then <laughs> going over to the movie um, Godzilla, their husband and wife. And that really bothered me because I feel like they came out around the same time. And I was like, no. <laughs> 
I do love like as someone who did high school theater one of my favorite things that we did in my four years of high school theater is we made a family tree um and it got to be so funny by the end because I was like look my husband is also my son and my cousin and like (laughs) my brother in another show and like it was just it was so funny and I was like and look it's my daughter and my enemy (laughs) it's one of my favorite things because you're just like when you do three shows a year you're just like look at all these terrible connections we've made (laughs) it's good that's great anyway Okay. Let's talk about the weather. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap that up. You know, <laughs> speaking of all of this, these shows and things that you should definitely watch, especially WandaVision, um, a lot of people were without power and were not able to watch these shows. It's true. I was without power for seven days. I got it back yesterday. Um, and that was a disaster time. Also, it was really unfortunate because I got like hit with a minor cold right at the beginning of that. And then I was like, I can't even just like be sick and catch up on TV that I don't have time to watch normally (laughs) because I have no power. Also, like the inside of my house is like 40 degrees. (laughs) It's just, it's a bad time to be sick. Yeah. So if you're in Oregon, Portland area, um, we had a pretty serious winter storm um, that knocked out power lines. And Mm -hmm. it was a lot of, a lot of ice froze on trees and then the branches got too heavy. I, I'm not from Portland and I make fun of Portland not being able to hand, handle wind. Like when it's kind of breezy in Portland, people are like this windstorm. And I grew up in the desert where our windstorms were like windstorms. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I will say Portland trees are not meant to hold up against bad weather. Um, no. So when it gets windy, branches fall down. And then with ice in the branches, it'll break down branches. Trees will get uprooted. It'll tear down power lines on the way. So like it's... I guess your weather concerns in Portland are valid um and it's I I want to draw attention to the fact that like a lot of people are making fun of Texas right now for like not being able to handle a little bit of snow because Texas is also fully frozen yes but Texas is not a state that's built for that kind of weather and so people are in serious danger because their infrastructure is not built to withstand these things and so like be nice on the internet people yes I'm actually kind of now that I've lived in Portland for about five years kind of annoyed when people were like just get a snow plow because that's not exactly our problem like Mm -hmm. if it was just snow we could Mm -hmm. you know borrow snow plow buy snow whatever but it's actually ice is our main problem it's Um, true and and I will I will say like I'll still I'll still joke that like Portland drivers don't know how to drive in, in winter weather but like also, of course, you don't know how to drive in winter weather because you don't get it that often. <laughs> yes, like, you can't build those skills, and so it is—it's—it's it's definitely an ice problem. And it was really, really bad for—I mean, I think pretty much everybody that I know in the area lost power for at least a bit. Um, yeah, yeah. And then some people—some people still don't have it. And so, yeah, yeah. So I complained about my seven days, but someday some people are on day eight here. So yes, that's yeah. I don't even know how you did it. Did you do the tent method? Have you seen that mm-hmm. where you get a tent put on your bed, go in the tent? <laughs> so um, we were, uh, we live in the basement of um, an older couple's house. And so the basement was isolated and pretty cold. Luckily, they have a gas fireplace on their main floor. So that didn't warm our floor at all. But if we got really, really cold, we could go up and like warm up for a bit. They also had a gas stove. So we got to 
cook food if we needed to. Wow, that's cool. Um, it is very, very cool. A lot of people were not, especially people living in apartments right mm-hmm. now, not the case. They were cold and without ways to cook and their yeah. water was freezing and it was just bad all around. So like we actually had it really, really well. Um, and then the floor that we, the floor that we actually live on was just really cold. So we just, we just bundled bundled and bundled and snuggled (laughs) and I we were (laughs) your eyebrows stop (laughs) people can't hear you wink this is weird (laughs) um no and so like we we managed okay and Taylor and I also kind of prefer to keep our area like our space colder when we lived um in apartments we always had our thermostat way low (laughs) and so we don't mind being a little bit chilly we don't want to be that chilly again (laughs) yeah what was really what was really hard is since it's winter it got dark at like five o'clock and then we had to run flashlights from five o'clock until whatever time we gave up and went to bed (laughs) and like we were going to bed at like eight or nine o'clock which is not like us because we were like there's nothing else to do (laughs) so we just go lay in bed and talk (laughs) But we played hours and hours of Uno by flashlight. That's so great. It was a good time. Like, okay. (laughs) Okay. I, something, we've we've talked a bit before about how, like, I'm super into, like, death education and death work. And I talk a lot about this thing called, like, the myth of the silver lining. If you know someone who's lost someone, don't do that. At least they're not in pain anymore. That at least is not helpful or wanted um and so I had to like I my boss this week when I was telling her about it I was like well like you know at least we have these heating things and like I was like it's not that bad like we're figuring it out and she's like no it sucks and I was like I don't know it's like we're figuring it out and she's like no like you can't do the things that you need to do like school and then you can't even and she's like and you can't even do things that you want to do like catch up on yeah TV while you're sick like it's you it's just it's a bad situation it's okay to be like ugh, this was hard and I didn't like it and I was like I think I needed that permission to be like ugh, this was hard and yes. I did not like it like I could go on about like oh we got to hang out with like the people that we rent from and they're actually really really sweet and that's cool we didn't need this to do that yeah yeah totally <laughs> and so like maybe I'm just in a complaining mood today yeah, it's fine. Complain. <laughs> and so I I just I'm hesitant to be like, but we found all these good things when it's like we could have done the good things in different ways. It yes. didn't have to be in yeah. this storm. No. So <laughs> anyway. What was what was your experience like? You lost power for a bit there. Yeah, it wasn't that long though. Um not not at all the situation you had. Um it was day like three or so of the storm um Forrest and I were looking at a map of how many places in Portland and around had lost power and we were literally the only round circle of space that had it and we were like we need to plan accordingly and so we had like plugged in all our devices and then that night the power went out and so mm-hmm. um in the morning we woke up we didn't have any power and it actually only was like half a day and the reason I'm thinking it's probably because we live pretty close to the airport and we're on the same grid. And so I think our power and situation and stuff became more of a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a weird thing where we had 
because we thought about it the night before we had planned kind of accordingly like i taped up our front door mm. because there's giant gaps in our door and that's yeah. where we lose most of our heat we turned up all of the heat in each room so that we would still have some um in the day so we were we were doing all right um and again it wasn't that long at all but um it, was... it wasn't that long but when you are surrounded by people who had lost power for days i'm sure that that was stressful to have it yes. go out and be like shoot we are now in this boat that we did not want to be in. Yes, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, why didn't we collect firewood before? Because we have a wood-burning stove, but we didn't have any firewood. And I was like already emailing a bunch of people canceling anything we were supposed to do that day because I was like, yeah. this is just going to happen for the long run. We're joining the party with everyone else. Um, and then when it didn't, because of who I am and the things I need to deal with. I felt like bad, like I felt shame, guilt, no, guilt that like I'm I have power again and I only suffered for this long because it's that's still, yeah. Uh, we're going to shut that down. And like I, I I understand the impulse. Thank you counselor Kaylee. <laughs> I, I need understand it. the impulse to be like, look, everyone had it worse, but that's back to the myth of the silver lining. I and know. It, it doesn't matter. It still sucked and i'm sure it was still scary because you don't know when it's coming back on like it it could have been like half a day or it could have been like half a week it, no matter what it's inconvenient and i think it's so and also it's it, we can recognize the privilege that you and i have warm spaces to live in the first yes. place and that's not true for everyone in portland portland did do warming shelters this year which i was so thankful for they don't do that every year mm -hmm. um we have lost people in the like houseless population to cold, which I think is sickening because um, yeah. that's so preventable. Um, yeah. But they did warming shelter. Can you guys hear those sirens? Because we can hear those sirens. Uh, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it's it like I'm happy that they did warming shelters this year, but it's also still a pandemic. And that I think was really hard is we couldn't even just like, and and we had some resources that if we needed to go places with heat and power, like we were able to do that. But like a lot of people who don't have like family in the area or people that they are comfortable quarantining with can't do that. Like yeah. if, if you lose power and you're also trying to be safe about exposure and you haven't had a chance to get the vaccine yet, like, yeah, you're just kind of, you're kind of stuck <laughs> in that. Yep. It, losing power is never fun. But this is one of the years where I was like, oh, we have way fewer options. I can't go to a coffee shop that is able totally. to work to do my homework and attend class and do all these things because there's a pandemic. I can't just like set up my laptop in a coffee shop. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so that added another. Sorry, that's my watch. It is 3 p.m. <laughs> it's actually 2.58. Your watch is wrong. Whoops. <laughs> um, and so I think that that added a whole other like element of struggle that like was weird to try and work around and yeah. so yeah I feel like as a society we've all been really comfortable um mm -hmm. folks who have basic needs met as such such as like housing and um food sources all of that kind of stuff have been yeah. fairly comfortable because we haven't had to think in terms of like 
what's the next disaster that's going to happen? Are we prepared for this or that? And mm -hmm. so we're just not prepared. And it's weird now thinking in terms of like, okay, let's make sure now in the future we're prepared for this or that. And let's make sure that we have some kind of kit in case maybe our water lines go out or something and we don't have power, like whatever. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are now talking about making sure that they diversify their heat sources and things in their house. And mm. like, I just never really thought in those ways. And now come pandemic and all of that, mm -hmm. it's so important to kind of look over what you have and what you could need. I don't mm -hmm. know. It was really, it was really ironic because the week before the ice storm in class, um, for for my counseling degree which is relevant we were talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs which is debated and it's like truthfulness but like it's one of it what is that Kaylee I it occurred to me that I was talking about it um so it's like this old <laughs> it's like this whole triangle um and it's different needs that uh human beings have so like at the bottom it's like your physiological needs like you need you need shelter you need food you need water and then it goes up where it's like oh you have social needs that are like not necessarily less important but you can't focus on those until the bottom needs are met and it goes up to self-actualization oh, okay. all that all that jazz um it comes into play a lot like you and I have both done work with like houseless populations yes. um and I think that the place where you can see that is if you and this isn't universally universally true but a lot of times if you ask someone who's houseless to like tell tell like what their like dream life is like in counseling we have something called the miracle question which is if everything in your life is perfect what does that look like yeah um and that's a really really hard question for people who are houseless to even answer because so many of their physiological needs like shelter and food aren't being met that they can't even think above that mm -hmm. they can't think about the way that they want to change the relationships in their life or like the dreams that they have because there's some baseline needs that aren't satisfied yeah um and it was really like ironic funny that we had talked about this and then the next week we had an ice storm so I'm like from my phone in my car emailing my professors being like I can't do any of my homework and my professors thankfully recognizing and being like it's real life Maslow's hierarchy of needs you stay warm do homework next week and I was yeah like, thank you um but it was it was weird timing to be like oh man that really does just like up uproot everything mm -hmm. <laughs> and so yeah it was interesting to see like people's lives how one all these things are shut down everyone should just be understanding of that mm -hmm. but that was not the case for everyone in the situations they were in one of our friends he couldn't do his work for his school that's in california based doing school online and mm -hmm. one of his professors just was like nope that's the rules and i'm like what it's just it's everyone should just be way more understanding right it's, now is how I feel and like it's so funny to like watch because usually it's because somebody's living in an area where this is not their reality totally. and so they're less understanding of it and it's like, but it's really funny when it happens locally and people are like no you got to figure it out and it's like how? right what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're in the same boat how are you doing this <laughs> like and so but yeah no it's it, I was very lucky in the fact that I had professors who were so yeah. chill and like they kind of so like they recorded class online um this week and they were like even if you have power and your wi-fi is just weird and spotty and too much of a headache if you need to take the day to take care of yourself and watch class later do it and so that's also the perks of going to school for counseling is all of your professors are counselors and they're just, yeah <laughs> they take good care of you 
<laughs> and so so go get a counseling degree it'll make you feel really good Whoa. and then really really terrible sometimes <laughs> <laughs> like, proceeding caution but now so on the note of schools and other places i was about to make the same transition wow <laughs> We were like, how are we going to make this transition? And then, boom, like gangsters, we did. Okay. <laughs> we didn't even finish the transition because now I'm talking through it. Cool. Hey, Nicole. Yeah. You applied to a school in another location. You want to talk about that? Oh my gosh, I did. Um, funny enough, why are we using this phrase so much? Funny this, funny. We both keep saying that, and I don't, nothing is funny. <laughs> okay funny including us we're also not yeah we're not funny sorry um go ahead funny enough (laughs) my application for the school was due the day that our power went out so (laughs) i applied to a school in chicago illinois um and i applied there to do an online program for my masters of divinity in divinity of of divinity. yeah okay that makes sense i was like masters in divinity that that's a, sound you, right. you say mdiv so often that that's what it becomes yes my mdiv um and yeah i i'm applying to the school for multiple reasons one i am a pastor in portland oregon not chicago if you didn't know and um i'm a pastor within the united methodist church umbrella and one thing i kind of have been wanting to do is to become a licensed local pastor what does that mean what that means in the united methodist church at least what it means is um doing some extra studying and things and schooling and being it's not completely being ordained, but being provisioned or something to do certain uh, things like baptisms or um, blessing sacraments and aka communion. I never called it sacraments until recently. So let me just communion. It's, it's a UMC term. Or Eucharist, you know, whatever you want to call it. I both see the. Um, see the ritual and Mm -hmm. i can hold that um but as someone who did not grow up in this ritual Mm -hmm. um it's been a little hard for me to kind of get to that place to understand like well why can't i just do these things that i've Mm -hmm. you know feel like i am called and blessed to do but um i joined this club that's a bad word we start calling denominations clubs yes yes i join the umc clubhouse say what free bread on the weekend gluten free bread on the weekends do you guys do communion every week no no we only do it once a month (laughs) but when we're doing it in church we have a couple um named ann and jerry shout out i don't think they listen or even know this exists but they used to make gluten-free bread for us and this is the best part i feel bad i said this is the best part okay anyway (laughs) i obviously you can tell i'm not great with the rituals and tradition okay (laughs) so anyway they would make gluten-free bread and then Mm -hmm. after any leftover bread i would get and i would 
bake it in the oven and pour olive oil all over it, sprinkle a little garlic salt, and it would taste like delicious breadsticks. Like I want to believe you, but also you said it was gluten-free. Ah! <laughs> it would! It was so... <clears throat> good and i was i would tell them after i took it home i was like guys you gotta try this you gotta have your bread eat it later olive oil bake it it's good it was so good that was my favorite thing and i was like yes communion get this bread after i'm gonna have pasta tonight (sighs) the good old days so you're trying to become a licensed local pastor oh right right yeah um (laughs) So those are some of the things within the UMC that um, I will, you know, be, what did I use before? Provisioned? You said provisioned, yeah. Yeah, to do. Um, But also uh, there's some like, you know, different um, benefits as far as um, taxes. (laughs) Trying to be real <laughs> yeah let's just be serious but that's not exactly why i'm doing it one i already feel called to continue my theological education so that's something i already wanted to do if it wasn't something that i felt like i needed to do i probably wouldn't be taking this path mm-hmm. because for me i feel like if god calls you to do something like and you, you just go do it you know so i don't hold as tightly the um the reasonings behind a licensed local pastor, mm-hmm. but it fits with the calling that I already feel in my life. And um, it's something that um, I think will help me as I continue within the United Methodist Church and kind of understanding and learning from mm-hmm. how this tradition, how this clubhouse does things. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a united methodist clubhouse come inside it's fun inside there's leadership there's membership i mean it sounds like a club to me (laughs) yes and you get a button if you've been here for two years i'm just kidding we don't get buttons i would love that though (laughs) let's just revamp a denomination with buttons (laughs) yes okay if we got like cool like mid-century modern buttons because that was kind of their heyday yeah that would be pretty neat <laughs> did you know there's there's a book out there with all of the <clears throat> mid-century modern de- umc designs like church designs i think our I church might even this. be in there i'm gonna oh buy gosh. that is that a write-off these are things i gotta ask my tax lady <laughs> Also, happy tax season, friends. I already did my taxes. Say what? Kayla, are you doing your own taxes? Um, my mom has a degree in accounting, and I have anxiety. And so what we do every year, every year, what we do is oh, uh, my mom and I get together for a couple days, and we either eat snacks um, or do whatever and she walks me through my taxes and I cry at least twice. <laughs> Even if it's a fine year, even if it's a fine year, I cry at least twice. I also cry every time I file my FAFSA, even if it's fine, even if it's fine. It just, all right. (laughs) Reaction I have. Oh, that Uh, reminds me. Do I I need to do that, right? Yeah, you you will need to do that. that. Dang it. (laughs) And, uh, and then my taxes are done and it's never as bad as I think it's going to be. Although this year it's going to suck. Really? (laughs) 
Yeah, so. I don't know what I'm going to owe yet. I know it's going to suck. So I'm... <clears throat> I can't, like, clear my throat. <clears> throat> um, so I'm going to cry this year. Um, okay. And I uh, plan on crying perhaps a third time. Um, Got it. But having snacks ready to deal with that. So I called my mom this year and I was like, all right, when are we doing this? Because it's it's time it's time for our two-day hangout and cry session. And she's so excited. I love you, mom. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, let's figure it out. <laughs> my mom doesn't mind doing taxes with me. And I I I could do it on my own. I like to cry in just the presence don't. of someone who yeah. definitely knows what they're doing. <laughs> I was like, just don't. Anyway. So taxes suck. Taxes suck. Um, this year suck a little less. I actually get some refund and it's been a while because I've owed a lot of money. Luckily, my Oregon tax, what I owe is less than what I'm get- receiving. So Oregon, freaking Oregon. <laughs> Listen, yeah. as two people who grew up in Washington, can we talk about how much we hate state taxes? Yeah. And I'm always surprised and never understand it. And for some reason, like I take a good amount out of my check to mm-hmm. pay for federal, but apparently it's not enough to pay for Oregon. So I was like, yeah, now it's- I have to take out more. <laughs> Taylor and I will like be in Washington and he'll be like the sales tax. And I was like, I would prefer the sales tax. <laughs> well, I like not. I like not thinking oh, about it's nice. it's tax nice. until. <laughs> so when I get groceries, I still do the math in my head and like plan for sales tax. So I'm always pleasantly surprised when hey. I buy my groceries because I'm like, hey, look, this is like $13 less than I thought it was going to be. Yes. This isn't a taxes podcast. I don't want no, this to be a taxes no, podcast. No one wants that. No one wants that. Okay. Going to school. Applied to school. So yeah, I applied to the school. It's called Chicago Theological Seminary. Check it out. And the thing is, within the United Methodist Church, there are certain schools that are approved UMC churches to get your degrees. Schools. Schools. Yep. Dupe. Dupe. (laughs) What? Um, (laughs) Let's try this again. There are approved UMC schools for you to get your degrees at um, that, you know, teach teach different church history and things like that uh, i mm-hmm. forgot how to speak this day it's on fine. this day um <laughs> so bear with me um and chicago theological seminary is one of those schools um while it's not strictly a methodist school they've been one of the approved schools um but it's also not obviously not the closest one there's one in salem that everyone was like go to this school we'll apply to this school and uh, they were like you're gonna get so much money if you go here and all this stuff and then me the little rebel i am had to be like no i'm gonna pick this other school and try this um i just wasn't i don't know nothing i wasn't drawn to the other one I feel and that. yeah chicago theological seminary i got to go there once and i did a performance there and it was a lot of fun and i really connected with all the people and they have really cool theological degrees so they have degrees on lgbtq like studies they have degrees on uh, i think it's called black life um I don't know what it's called, but it's basically a um, emphasis 
study of black faith and life it looks like yes study of black faith and life so it's an emphasis that you can um include in your mdiv and that was really cool to have a school have those options and i don't know if i've seen any other um seminary have that and so in their religious sorry i'm on there i'm on there yes um, tell us more I will because this is super cool. So first of all, they've got chaplaincy studies, which Boom. is what most people are getting MDivs for. And um, that's not true. That's what a lot of people get MDivs for. And uh, it, we should have some that are specific. Um, LGBTQ studies, interreligious engagement, study of yes. Black faith and life, Islamic chaplaincy, and Muslim studies. That's so cool. Right? It's awesome. <laughs> like, I mean, come on. So <laughs> they... It was just a unique, like, options. And then also I, like, spent some time talking to their admissions folks and a lot of how they see doing um, church and doing, like, religious work is very ingrained in community work. And I was like, that reminds me of my undergrad. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see what the heck happens. Oh, also, they are, like, doing great with their online courses like when i was a part of the the thing i did i don't know what it was it was like <laughs> it was like a performance for an event like a two-day event at mm-hmm. their school and also honoring one of our old professors cassie trentes i don't really know what was happening but it was awesome um but they had people on little screens around because they wanted so badly to include their online students. As someone who's been an online student at an out-of-state university, that just warms my heart. Yeah, and like at one point we were all in a classroom talking about, the- oh, I thought you were crying. I was like, oh, geez, <laughs> Kaylee, okay. <laughs> something was in my eye. <laughs> but at one point we were all in a classroom talking about things and then they projected some of the students on the on the screen and they got to talk for a bit to us. That's super cool. It was so cool. So like they're really leading the way in their online education. And so I'm about it. I'm good. I kind of like the idea of having the option to drive to a school at some point, but you know, whatever. We'll just do You're it not then. just going to drive to Chicago? I would love that to do it again because yeah, yeah, we drove actually Chicago drove there. Time. Yeah. Last time. Sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Oh, funny story about that. So when we drove to Chicago, we didn't have anywhere to stay. And have you noticed a theme in Nicole's travel <laughs> stories? Because I have. You don't know how often Forrest and I go somewhere and we're like, don't know what we're doing. Um, anyway, got to Chicago, didn't have any, anywhere to stay. A friend of ours, um, shout out to Molly, was also there for this conference, maybe, whatever it was, this event. Um, and she got a fancy hotel. Um that her work was helping with. She had a nice hotel and she let Forrest and I stay with her. Um, And since she traveled by herself, she didn't have a car or anything. And so the hotel included like valet parking. And so we, when we got there, people came, they had um, the valet parking and stuff. We got out, we gave this guy our keys and we went Mm. inside. And we're hanging out with Molly in the room and then we got a phone call and someone called molly and they were like um you said you had a car to valet right and she was like yes and they were like well where is it like you're gonna bring the car up to valet and she was like uh huh uh let me call you back and 
hung up and she was like they say they don't have the the car that uh that i told them the valet and we were like what are you talking about some background to this story this was not mine and forrest's car okay so we were driving this car for a friend who had moved to ohio and we were driving across state to bring her the car then we were going to fly back home so not only were we getting a phone call that our the car we had brought was gone this also meant that the car that was not ours was also gone um and i think our stuff because i don't think we brought in all of our stuff either mm-hmm. and so we're freaking out and we all run downstairs and in awkward situations molly <laughs> laughs and didn't know really what to do and so she's kind of laughing through this and she's apologizing because she knows that she has this horrible reaction and i'm not freaking out yet forrest is getting really angry about everything because he's like i looked this guy in the eyes i gave him the keys and then we saw the car go like we saw it go and we were like did someone just steal our car it's like that scene in ferris bueller (laughs) exactly and we were like um (laughs) and so forrest is talking to the police on the phone and the police said they can't do anything oh I forgot about this part. The car is also not um, up to date on the, the tabs. The car was not up to date on the tabs because the person who owned the car had left before they did that. And so we Got had it. a special driving permit to um, <laughs> a vacation driving permit, basically, right? But oh, because gosh. the tabs and stuff were not up to date, the police were like, we can't really do anything right now. Like, we don't have, I don't remember what they said. Somehow mm-hmm. they don't have access to it. I don't know. Um, but they couldn't do anything. And we were like, well, this sucks. And we get to a point where Forrest is now talking to the guy that he was like, I gave you the keys. Like, what's going on? And at this point, I notice that Forrest is talking to the valet guy and he's holding like this pink ticket that we received when we gave him the keys. And then Molly's holding a ticket, but it's like blue. And I was like, hold up, everyone. I think I've solved the case. What had happened was Molly told the hotel that they <laughs> that she was going to have a car that needed valet. And then Forrest and I showed up and we got a different uh, valet spot than the mm-hmm. one that she had reserved. So our car was in the parking lot the whole time. Everything was fine. We were not carjacked in Chicago with someone else's car, (laughs) with someone else's car. All was well. And then we all had a good laugh about it. And we shook hands with the guys and we were like, (laughs) it was great. And then (laughs) and then we went back to our room and we retold ourselves the story several times and had a great time. And then Molly told her husband, Matt, the story on the phone and missed so many great details. And we were like, Molly. Anyway, that's what happened. (laughs) I I was not prepared for any of that. That I know. It was so great seeing your face. And I was like, I forgot to tell Kaylee. I've never heard this story before. (laughs) I love I love I love how much I still have to learn about you now. <laughs> so many weird things happen in my life that I forget Valid. to tell anybody. Every so, so often you and I are like, yeah, you know the story I've told you a million times. And the other person's like, what? Yes. So, yeah. Oh, man. So because of that, I want to go to Chicago. Sh- 
I told you I couldn't talk Are you today. having a stroke? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. Time to deal with your stroke. Stop. I know. Again, what would you do? I've thought about it some. Remember when I thought you were choking or something? And then you said, in the event of a pandemic, do we do CPR? Yes, do we do CPR? Well, I've thought about it some. Mm-hmm. Weeks later. I would do CPR. <laughs> Did it take you that long to decide whether or not you'd save my life? Now, listen, I didn't tell you that I decided this because I knew you would say that. No. I just... I pro- If you were choking back then, I probably would have also done CPR. Well, first of all, if I was choking, don't do CPR. That's not what you're supposed to do. Well, what was happening to you that I thought CPR well, was... Well, I was, I was definitely choking, but... Um... <laughs> Well, I think it, you were choking you on a on I, something. I, I was choking on a beverage. I am always choking on a beverage. Yes. If I am coughing, it's because I swallowed and tried to talk too quickly. <laughs> but if someone's choking, you don't do CPR. You do CPR if they don't have a heartbeat or they're not and they're not breathing. Both of those things. Well, you would have got to the point, right? Where you weren't breathing. Are you gonna let me die and then do CPR? <laughs> no. What do I do if you're choking on a beverage? Well, nothing because that's just exactly. <laughs> but something you could have been choking on the beverage and then eventually lost your air and passed out. Then I'm I would do disturbing CPR. Things about my friend here. <laughs> I have taken first aid and CPR, <laughs> and but I almost... she's not going to use it. So. No, I said I would. I've decided <laughs> that I would. I decided that it's more important for the immediate danger than the potential danger of catching COVID. I loved the universe where I was dead and you weren't doing it. That's not a universe because I decided that Weeks I would do Weeks later. So here's what actually I would have died and she would have stared at me for a few weeks and been like, mm, we should probably do something about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just learned. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> now we're going to talk about me and first aid and cpr Please. i <laughs> i took this this class because i was in child care mm-hmm. and we got to practice on these like dummies mm-hmm. and i thought i had really good technique and for some reason like once you did it correctly the like breathing in their mouth and all of that stuff then your dummy was supposed to like light up or something there was mm-hmm. some kind of signal that it made and i had to call over the instructor because it never was making that signal and they were like you look like you have great form i don't really know what's going on maybe this is just defective and so then i tried some more on my own and i realized that instead of breathing air into the dummy i was i was trying to take its air i was breathing. like a death eater not a death eater. like yeah a, right I, doesn't it come no, up to you and it's not a death eater it's a, like a dementor oh a dementor yes <laughs> Yes, yes, you're right. So that's that's what I was doing. I was like sucking the air out of the dummy instead of giving it air and giving it life. And and I was like, Forrest really likes this story because he's like, what's wrong with you? You would just... And so then I was really embarrassed and I didn't tell anybody and I just like did it the right way. And I was like, it works. I guess I fixed it. And I, I'm so glad uh, that didn't happen on a real person because, like, how long I was trying and how long I would have just been killing this person further. It's a sad. Uh, uh... <laughs> 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 
I don't know how to get us back after. Yep. Uh, I also learned in that class that if someone's like <clears throat> choking on something, it's not necessarily a good idea to uh, put your hands in their mouth and try to get that thing out. Well, it's that... like a last resort thing. Our instructor said that that might actually make things worse. Mm-hmm. A lot um, of times people push stuff down yes. further. And then our instructor left the room for a moment and this random girl was like, that's not what I do. Um, if <laughs> if someone's passed out or something, she was like, I'll just assume they're choking on a steak and get it out. And I was like, what is she talking about? This is bad advice for everyone. Mm-hmm. And then our instructor came back and she shut up. This is not a CPR podcast. Um, so just to clarify, this is not a Marvel geek podcast. This is not a CPR podcast. Not a CPR. We learned last week, but it didn't make the cut that this is also not a science podcast. Not a science podcast, even though it would be pretty good. It would be called Kaylee Does the Science featuring Nicole. Um, no. <laughs> Kaylee Knows the Science featuring Nicole. Here's a, here's a fun thing to talk about. Maybe maybe this is where we wrap up because we've got a couple directions today. Um, I mentioned a drama teacher that I had in high school a couple weeks ago. Um, and when I was editing, I realized that I didn't ask his permission. And usually if I talk about somebody by name, I like to ask their permission if that's okay with them. <clears throat> so I sent him a quick Facebook message and I was like, hey, sorry that this is super late notice, but I like talked about you doing Clue. And like, I talked about Clue for like 30 seconds and I do say your last name. So like, is that okay with you? And he was like, yeah, tell me more about your podcast though. And I was like, sure and he's like what's it about and I was like what indeed what do you tell people if they ask what your podcast is about what do you what do you tell people I don't know and I don't know if I've ever told anyone anything besides I have a podcast with my friend and we talk is that how you does that yeah and they're like are you okay and I'm like and then I just walk away see that was the original ad for the podcast that never got released because you heard it (laughs) (laughs) I think a good descriptor of our podcast is probably like uh it's me and my friend talking about things sometimes we touch on life religion spirituality lots of tangents that's what I <laughs> maybe we should ask <laughs> maybe we should ask our viewers. Hey viewer, wait, this isn't a no, show. You don't view a podcast. Darn to doopy. Darn to doopy. Hey, darn to doopy. Okay, let's try this again. Hey audience, our listeners. Friends, most of you are our friends. <laughs> how would you describe our podcast? would you describe our podcast oh come on some people we've heard the truth they have shared our podcast with others they're getting something out of this you know (laughs) so how would you describe our podcast please tell us please help help us um one of the things that I landed on was I was like so it's my friend and I and it's literally about tangents so it's about a little bit of everything but something that comes up a lot is we both have theological education we are both biracial we live in Portland and everything kind of is through that lens yes so because like sometimes I'm like it's random like jokey things but then I'm like but also our very first episode was about Black Lives Matter in Portland but also yes. like our third episode was Nicole's obsession with Bruce Willis so but then we also in that one got into a long topic oh, about did. hope a- and hope uh, and peace. peace we really did <laughs> yeah it was it was a time it was a time 
which we got to do our next podcast about some sermon ideas because you yeah. know i got them in my mind and lord knows i need the help Let's work them out through the box. I'm like, I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, All right. Oh, also, listeners, if there's like certain topics you want us to talk about, I'm always hesitant to reach out and ask what you guys would like us to talk about because it makes Kaylee it sound doesn't like we, want your opinions. That's not it at all. It makes it sound, I always worry that it's going to come off like we, like, we're like, oh, we, we ran that's out of true. ideas after 11 episodes. Mm. Oh, no. And that's not the case. We have stuff that we could talk about. But also, if you want to hear about Marvel, maybe tell us what you want to hear. Yes, we do. We do have a board of ongoing ideas, but we would love to hear what you'd be interested in us talking about, especially those of you who know us personally. I'm curious what you would like to hear from us on. Yeah. And those of you who don't know us personally, because we know that there are some of you out there that we don't know personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let us know. Instagram, yeah. our email, info at neverthelessshepodcasted.com. Yes. Let us know. I think I'm especially asking these questions this time because we've kind of increased our listener base. We have, um, actually. And I would love to know kind of what content people would like to hear from us. And I want to get more interaction with these new folks. Like, we've been getting some extra likes on Instagram. We got a good amount of people following us. It's not just tight tacos, but tight tacos. If you're listening, we want to know more. You are following us. You are liking you are our things. Always the first person to like our. Always, tacos. you have some rad looking tacos. I've checked it out. We are now following you. Tight tacos, <laughs> get at us. You want to sponsor something? Let's eat some tacos. We'll talk more about tight tacos if you feed us. <laughs> yes, if you feed us. On that note, feel free to reach out. We're always game to hear what you want to hear about um anything else you want to talk about or should Um, i wrap this up this is what i'd like to say i had an idea for this podcast it's gone other directions that's okay i'm mainly saying that for myself to convince myself everything is fine you would like to talk more about your degree you can't i don't because i don't have one yet but okay well i mean your potential that's the directions i'm going in life (laughs) i'm excited I think it's good. I'm actually very proud I'm of myself. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very proud of myself uh, because I've accomplished some things recently. Like, I get a lot of anxiety over just doing the initial steps to things, right? And I put them off and I don't do them. Well, recently I have taken the initial steps to a number of things. Um, oh, I got a letter today or yesterday that says I get eight free counseling sessions through my insurance. That's um, cool. Yeah, I part of my insurance that you get eight free sessions per family member per issue. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to make do with that. I'm going to use it up. But um, use it, up. <laughs> it took me a long time to no, sign for up sure. for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, man, counseling and insurance can be can be a weird time. <laughs> Friends, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, we hope that you get to listen to this from a place with reliable power that is warm and safe. We know how important those things are. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can check out our website, www.neverthelessshepodcasted.com. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at NTLshepodcasted. We would love to see you there. If you're interested in supporting us, um, we are on Patreon. We've seen so many of you there recently, and it warms our hearts. It makes us feel so good. We would love to see you there. There's some cool content coming out, some cool stuff happening this month and next month. As 
always, we appreciate your time and your support. You guys are great. You gals are great. You theys are great. Uh, <laughs> stay safe, stay hydrated, and uh, darn doopy. We'll see you next week. Darn doopy. That is our new catchphrase. I literally wrote it down so that I could use it. <laughs>